1: Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with Jeffrey Flanagan, our MLB.com Royals reporter. And, Jeffrey, the games are underway. It's been a slow off season, to say the least, but players are starting to find homes, and the Royals are playing baseball. It's good to see. Um, and there's been some good performances early on. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, Michael Saunders, who's joined the Royals as well. But I want to start with... Um, Alberto Mondesi, formerly Raul <laughs> Mondesi Jr. Uh, he's off to a good start, and it's nothing new for him. He got off to a great start a year ago as well, but so far in a couple of games, three for four, he's got a homer. I think people still forget that he's only 22 years old at this point, but right. um, still, I, I guess, a long shot to make, the, to make the roster as far as opening day goes, but it seems like all the things he worked on in the offseason are so far paying off.
2: Yeah, he, you know he is only 22, and and uh, I think the Royals fans, Royals coaches, Royals front office remember the unbelievable spring he had last year when he came in as a long shot too, and uh, just really surprisingly grabbed a roster spot and, and was the opening day second baseman. And of course we all remember how that worked out. He was hitting like 103 when they finally sent him out in April. So uh, they're tempering their judgment of him a little bit this year. They're obviously happy that he's off to a great start, but uh, they've seen this before. Uh, not going to say that they're not going to get fooled again because, hey, if he hits 500 down here with 10 home runs, it's going to be pretty hard to keep him off the roster, but uh, he does look really good again. It just The game, when he's on, it looks so easy to him. It just comes so natural uh, from both sides of the plate, in the field. He's a terrific base runner. He's really fast, uh, but I think, you know, I remember during Fan Fest. Dayton Moore telling me several times that what they really want from him, he's had a lot of back issues, a lot of other issues, that it just play 140 at AAA, pull a full season in, see if you can handle that, and then let's move on to next spring, and and maybe you can open the the roster at the shortstop position. But um, he might change some minds again. I mean, like you mentioned, he's off to a terrific start and uh, certainly a fun player to watch.
1: And I think still very much a a part of this team's plans for the future. It's just not happened as quickly as they had originally kind of thought when he came up for that World Series stint um, a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, they, they, they admit now that you know they've kind of they kind of rushed him a little bit. but They wanted to get him some exposure there, and uh, he certainly he's a huge part of their future right now. And uh, there's just his skill set uh, is unmatched in the organization, so um, he, he's going to be in the opening day lineup very soon. Whether it's this year or not, we don't know.
1: Still some question marks, obviously, with this team. It looks pretty clear at this point that uh, Mike Moustakis will not be back at third base, although he's still available. Obviously, Eric Hosmer no longer available, and Lorenzo Cain has gone elsewhere. So those those positions that we knew would probably be openings and and battles when you think about center field, first base, third base. Um, Let's just check in on those right now. Uh, Starting at first base, because Hunter Dozier has looked pretty good around the bag, right?
2: Yeah, he really has. I mean, uh, I was talking to the coaching staff the other day about him, and obviously uh, he's got a lot to learn, and those are some pretty huge shoes to fill. But they're not expecting him to come out and be a gold-glove first baseman this spring. They just want him to learn the position, get comfortable over there. Um, you know, he, he was drafted as a shortstop and converted to third base and played some outfield. But he he has an infielder's mentality. Where he'll defend over there very well on ground balls and, and, and pop-ups and – uh, going out in the outfield and getting stuff. It's just a matter can he handle his footwork around the bag and, and scoop. But uh, he's made a couple of really good plays early on in spring, and that's been encouraging. And I think, you know, no one said this to me out loud, but I think gun to your head they're going to like – they want him to win that job and, and get him his 500 to 600 at-bats. He's 26 years old. Was drafted uh, first round in 2013, and um, they, they really want him to get that, that kind of exposure, and uh, especially in a rebuilding year where you're not really your priority isn't wins and losses anyway, it's development, and they really want to see him develop. and He's, he's looked good. Um, he, there's still a lot of competition over there, there's a lot of other names Ryan O'Hearn, Frank Schwindel. Uh, there's still an outside chance they might bring in a, a free agent, although that list is dwindling. Uh, with Logan Morrison gone now. So uh, that's certainly a a position that we're all keeping an eye on this spring.
1: Across the diamond at third, and Chesler Cuthbert is a guy who has had value for this team the last couple of years. I don't think anybody would have said, all right, he's going to be the guy that that replaces Mike Moustakas at the hot corner. But it seems like, is that where we're heading at this point in the spring?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I I would be stunned if he's not the opening day third base, but he'd have to really – well, he's out of options, too, so, but he'd have to have a really awful spring training for them to, to go a different direction there. They, will, they have mentioned out loud that they, they want him to get 500 to 600 at pass and see what they have with him, so I, I fully expect him to be the third baseman uh, March 29th when they open the season against the White Sox, and um, he's just got to get his work done here, show he can still defend very well and, and hit a little.
1: And then center field is obviously interesting, and Whit Merrifield yeah. got the start on Monday, had a good day at the dish, admitted that it had been a long time since he had kind of roamed center field, but uh, looked I don't want to say natural out there, but but he held his own, right?
2: He did, and, and uh, he's, he's, he's so good. He's a super utility guy anyway, so they feel comfortable plugging him in any position. I don't necessarily think he's going to win the center fielder job, but um, he, can, he can be there in a pinch. Um, I still think that job is pretty wide open, and um, uh, more and more we look at Alex Gordon playing center field in games and playing center field uh, in practice fields, and you start to wonder if that's really the direction they want to go uh, because they also, you know, connected to that is, is they want to get Jorge Soler. Uh, he's out of options. They want to get him his 500, 600 bats, and where is that going to be? They don't want to pigeonhole him at, at DH, so they'd like for him to get comfortable in left field. I wouldn't be totally shocked um, if they start the season with Soler and left and Gordon in center and Bonifacio in right. And, uh, you know, Paul Orlando is still in the in the running uh, at center field. And uh, Royals fans will remember the, the great year he had two years ago when he hit over 300. And uh, he can fly out there. He's, he's, he's going to be one of the fastest guys on the 25 man if he makes it. Uh, so it's, it's still wide open. But uh, more and more and more, it kind of looks like. Uh, It might be leaning toward Alex Gordon. I mean, it's awful early, of course.
1: Michael Saunders is now a royal, and uh, he made it to Kansas City via a (laughs) stop-off in Pittsburgh. Kind of an interesting thing here, uh, Jeffrey. I guess he signed a deal with the Pirates, but there was kind of a handshake agreement that, hey, I'll join the Pirates as long as you don't bring anybody else in. Then they traded for Corey Dickerson, and they held true, right? And they just kind of let him go on his way.
2: Yeah, pretty classy move by the Pirates there to to honor that because uh, it was going to be a crowded outfield situation for the Pirates anyway, so he was going to have his hands full making that 25-man. And once they got Dickerson and kind of just handed him
0: one of the outfield
2: spots, that that kind of uh, spelled the end for him there. And within 24 hours, he's uh, on a plane in Florida headed for Arizona. I think he he said he he told me he got in uniform one time uh, during that little brief stay with the Pirates, and off he goes. Uh, And he arrived here the very next day. I think he took a red eye and uh, has been working out. I'm not sure yet what the plan is for him to get in the game action. But he brings another dimension. They're they're an awful right-handed hitting lineup right now without Moose and Haas and Brandon Moss. So uh, they were looking kind of for a left-handed bat. And as we all remember, he was an all-star two years ago. He's got a lot of pop in his bat. I've been watching him in the cages. And, you know, you, you can see that power, that natural power that he has. Um, I, you know, i obviously didn't have him on the 25-man roster a week ago, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either if, if he becomes sort of a DH type uh, who can play a little outfield just to give them a another left-handed pre- presence. I mean, he's he's not necessarily part of their rebuilding effort, but he's 31. That's not ancient, um, and maybe you get lightning in a bottle. Maybe he comes back and gets that form again in 2016. And, um, he's a motivated guy, I'll tell you that.
1: I hope he at least had somebody take his picture uh, with the Pirates in Bradenton in the <laughs> uniform so he can remember that he was briefly a part <laughs> I'm not of sure
2: that. that even happened. I, I don't think it did. I mean, <laughs> it was just so quick that... But... Boom, he was gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more thing. I know Willie Peralta, Kelvin Herrera, both pitching today um, as you get ready for that game. Uh, how about the starters, the main guys, Duffy, Kennedy, Hamill? Uh, when are we going to see those guys on the mound?
2: Well, we know Duffy for Friday for sure, which would be kind of interesting because we'll be in Peoria to play the Padres. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, our old friend Eric Hosmer is in the lineup. Uh, they haven't They haven't faced each other. Uh, in a long time, even down here, they, they never really faced each other. And Duffy was telling me the story that he remembers when he was 18, I think Haas was 19, that uh, they faced each other down here uh, in a live BP, and Haas hit one about 550 feet, he said. So he wants to get a little revenge. Uh, uh, he's hoping that Haas is in the line of Friday. But that's, that's the only for sure starter that we know is going on a certain date yet. I expect that the rest of the guys will fall into place Saturday, Sunday, Monday.
1: All right, and we will check in on those first outings from those guys next time we get together here on the podcast, Jeffrey. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Royals edition for Jeffrey Flanagan. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever